we're back for another week of Who's on the Front Post. I'm joined here with Robbie and Kev today. Hello, everybody. Lads? So we have a lot to talk about this week. So I said we just jump straight into it. So we'll go with the Premier League. We'll look at Liverpool and Everton first. So not a great result for Liverpool. No, really, really poor. It wasn't, wasn't a fantastic game to watch either. It was it was very bland. It's one of those games where you'd expect it to be really good, but then just turns out like unwatchable nearly. Yeah, the Liverpool front three were looking very poor, I thought. And I said it there last week, Salah is starting to look a little bit allergic to scoring a goal at the moment. He's only got one goal in six now. And Mane wasn't great himself. And Origi, who scored against Watford, didn't really show up. Yeah, and then... but they, they, they played all right in the first half, though, Liverpool, I thought. I mean, first half, Liverpool, second half, everything on, on the base. Well, everything had a few chances themselves few chances, here and know, there, but... but... I mean, they could have been two, they could have been three, maybe by uh, half time there, uh, Liverpool, and it would have been a different game completely. But as the game wore on, second half, everything came right back into it, you know. So they deserved something out of the game, I thought, over the 90 minutes, everything, you know. It would have been a travesty now if there had been another mistake by Pickford or something like that, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, I was waiting for I was waiting yeah, for that 94th minute yeah, yeah, to yeah. come up. But certainly, uh, now certainly over the balance of the of the over the ninety minutes, I thought everything deserved that point. Yeah, I think it was a fair result, all things considered. I think maybe both teams just didn't show enough to pick the three points themselves. But a lot of talk about the wind in the match that maybe played a factor in things. I think it's a fair point. You know, I really think that it did make a difference ultimately. But I don't know. I think Klopp is just. Came out with a few too many excuses in the past before, so it's yeah. not, a, not a great look to be having, I think. Well, look at the con- conditions will affect both sets of teams, so yeah, you exactly. just have to get on with it, you know what I mean? Whether it's a snowstorm, or whether it's a windy day, or whether it's a beautiful day for football, it doesn't matter, it affects both sides, so you just have to get on with it, yeah. Yeah, a couple of strange subs in that match as well. Yeah, there really was, wasn't there? Nothing happened. He brings on Milner. Not yeah. not exactly a creative player. Not someone you'd really ah, he's, say. He's reliable the enough, game. though. I think. He's reliable, yeah. But like uh, kind of deadlocked like that, you need someone who's gonna bring a bit of spark to it. Well, this is one thing that's been <clears> talked about Liverpool now in recent times. They don't seem to have that creative playmaker type that you know Man City would have in David Silva or Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, you know Man United. Do you think Paul Pogba, Juan Mata to an extent as well? Mm. Even Chelsea, but you know Jorginho gets flack and he doesn't create a lot of goals. I mean, he does control the tempo of the game. You know Liverpool don't really have someone like that. Their Not midfield's really. very hard working mm-hmm. and industrious. Maybe it's just something that they're lacking at the moment. I think and. Might be the thing that cost him the league now. One point behind yeah, I, now. I thought he might have given uh, Shakiri a run out. Shakiri stayed on the bench. Didn't he? Yeah, he stayed yeah. on the bench. Yeah, yeah. you I, know. I thought so, he would have brought him on as well. To give, the, I mean, you're saying there, Kev, as well, to give them some kind of little bit of creativity, and and that's what he kind of does, you know. So yeah. I, I thought to leave him on the bench now was a little bit, of a, especially when they were struggling, especially when they were struggling up front, you know. I thought he might have brought him on just even for the last fifteen minutes, you know. So, yeah. Um, bit bit of a strange one as you say with the subs, so. Uh, in- interesting, you know. He has been a fair the super sub for them, more or less. For he scored those two goals against Man United, yeah. and really made the difference that uh, game. Liverpool are a point behind Man City now at the moment. To be honest, I think they've after blown their chance now. With nine games to go, I think both teams have a, a pretty similar run in now for their last nine games. Both teams still have to play Spurs. Liverpool have to play Chelsea and. Man City still have to play uh, Man United now, but I just think that they've after losing their chance though they were ahead, they were doing well, and I think it's after catching up with them now big time. And then being knocked out of the FA Cup, Carabao Cup very early on, I don't really know if there's an exact excuse that Liverpool can use because Man City have won the Carabao Cup, they're also in the Champions League, they're still in the FA Cup. 
they're playing more games than Liverpool, so there's not really an excuse I think you can use at the moment. I think that may, maybe this might be the kind of the kick they need to actually get them back playing how they should be playing, kind of playing catch up on City. I don't think they're used to being at the top of the league. They're not, the I suppose, so, but I don't think they played they play fairly decent in the second half of last season as well. So maybe they'll kind of they get a bit of creative flair back in the team. Maybe Salah will ding in a couple of goals and he'll get his his mojo very, back. Very difficult to come out of a. A phase like this, though, I yeah. think so. But if you look at the two squads as well, I think you have to say City. Well, the strength and depth there is for City. The strength and depth there is for City. And that can be a major factor. And, you know, mm. tiredness will play a part ultimately as, as the, injuries the league, as and the league goes on. And it's, a of it's funny, though, because Liverpool, they've managed to keep their front three relatively healthy. You know, for me, you know, missed mm. the last two games there. Maybe yeah. it showed when he did come on against Everton, but. They've kept their front three relatively healthy, and a lot of people said that oh, if they get an injury, then Hill will fall like a house of cards. But you know, I think some of the players, more like Alexander Arnold, James Milner, Gina Vinalum, they've gone missing. That's when Liverpool have suffered the most. Well, I I, yeah, well, I mean, um, one of the games there recently where Wijnaldum and Henderson was missing and he brought in Keita and Fabinho and I don't think, I think it was actually against West Ham. It was one of the games there, televised games recently and uh, they they didn't look right at all. In, in and Actually, West Ham, I think, beat them one nothing that night, if I can remember correctly. I don't uh, think that was the correct was score that, no. wasn't I think you're thinking of a different right, game right but anyway they, I know West Ham won on the night and anyway and they didn't look as solid as a unit without Wijnaldum and uh, Jordan Henderson inside I thought and anyway you know so again the squads will play we're getting to the, the business end of the season now you know and you know teams you know you need your top players to, to, to be fit going, going into the last quarter I mean Nine games left, you know, everyone's battling, even down the bottom of the, you know, we're talking about the top of the table, down the bottom as well, there's another big battle going on down there as well, so you, you need all your players fit, you know, no matter what happens, you know. Uh, well look, we'll move on from Liverpool now, and we'll uh, look at Arsenal and Spurs. A lot of calls from the referees in this in, in this game. Yeah, there was a couple of uh, incidents. Dodgy like, penalty the, calls. Dodgy penalty. Well, I just want to ask the two of you now, what did you think about the Harry Kane penalty incident? I think now that he should have been called for offside. And I've heard a lot of ex-referees say that the rule is that if the ball is moving towards him and he is about to be fell but is in an offside position, then well, that he, is offside and he should have been called for it. So Yeah, well, I think everybody had a general consensus that was it. But again, the referee is looking at this at a split second. And it's actually the, the, the linesman, I think, because they were showing the angle where the linesman was kind of not able to see straight straight across or he was turned at an angle where he couldn't see sufficiently enough to, to call the offside. And these these uh, referees and uh, the linesman, they, they were split second to make that judgment call. I mean, we've all got the benefit of looking at it five or six times, you know. Okay, if you if if you done it by the VAR and all, it will tell a different story. But yes, he was offside, and uh, on the second incident, I think. Oh, that, I think it was, it was, yeah, well, no, go, going, oh, back, going back to to, to Harry Kane, he yes, he, yeah. he was fouled. There was contact there. I thought so. Oh yeah, there is know, contact. If, yeah. if, if the if the offside, if the flag hasn't gone up and play is continuing, well then I think it was a penalty anyway. So. That, okay, that's, that's, that's the way I would read it. Uh, Kev, what's your thing about the penalty yourself? Now I know it was saved, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was only probably karmic retribution that yeah, it was definitely. saved because I, 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 think, I think that's my her favorite phrase on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it was a penalty. To be honest with you, it was, it was extremely soft. It, yeah. There's minimal, there's minimal contact in there, but I think at the same time, Abamyang knows what Sanchez is doing, and it's not like Sanchez hasn't done 
anything in this situation, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, no, it's, it's maybe a bit silly from Sanchez for what he's doing because I think Aubameyang from the angle he's at, he's not causing any danger, really. Mm. So it was saved ultimately, so they were let off the hook there. But Yeah, I mean, you're looking at uh, experienced defenders making stupid tackles like that as well. Well, you know Sanchez I mean? isn't, isn't experienced, yeah, well, he's young. Well, I know, but he, he's... Um, he's maybe showed his age a tiny bit there. Yeah, but... but uh, where was he at? PS, was he uh, PSG? Uh, I think he was Ajax or PSV. I think he was in, was in he? Holland. Oh, PSV yeah. in Holland. I think so, like, okay. yeah. But look, oh, come here. He's experienced enough going into the 94th minute or whatever. Yeah. Not that not uh, commit a foul in, in the box, you know. So, I mean, it was a little bit stupid. But, um, the minimum of contact, uh, Ambevangian was going to go down. So, we knew straight away. Like We knew what he was doing. And, okay, that's what strikers do. Look, oh, come here. They all do it. Let's be honest, you know. I didn't think it was a penalty. And in fairness to... Uh, Lloris, he made a great save. Now, well, yeah, it was yeah. it was a it was a bit of a no penalty. Was the best penalty, penalty but, but look, you have to save them anyway. He went from zero to hero in a couple. Yeah, because he has he hasn't so. been great the last few weeks yeah, as well. Yeah, Lloris, so. he's really. Well, really turned the corner. Because it wasn't even really a great penalty, and all, and all this like the run up he was doing, I think that probably put him, he put himself off yeah, with that run up. Things, you know, yeah, probably yeah. same with Pogba as well. There, I hate that Pogba run up. Oh, I man. really do. And look, it, if yeah. it happened to him uh, this weekend yeah. where he's being made to look yeah. silly now. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, yeah. you look at the likes of um, like Frank Lampard or like Michael Ballack, one two steps, puts the foot yeah. through it. Very e- easy as that. Right? Yeah. Penalty. Okay, well look, that is Arsenal and Spurs talked about now. Anyway. We'll look at Burnley and Palace now. And I think we talked about this on the bonus episode we did during the week. I was very surprised to see how well Palace did in this game because they can yeah. blow so hot and cold, really. I mean, Mitri Bachelet scored again. Mm-hmm. You have to think, will Chelsea yeah. look at him? You know, I think yeah. maybe give him a chance because he, he can score goals in the Premier League, I think. Um, Wilfred Zaha was just phenomenal. Oh, it's unplayable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's top drawer and... I mean, he signed a big contract there with Palace for, I think, five years now. You know, Dortmund are supposedly coming looking, so there could be a big payout there at Palace. Could be. It will be interesting this summer to see. What, well, look, come here again. It's, it's going to match Zaha's ambition. Does he want to go club or does he want to go and play football in Europe? And Palace, let's face it, I don't think they're going to win the league. I mean, they might do <laughs> they're, something. They're never, they're they're never, never going to be, be a, They're never going to be up there, you know. Or, uh, yeah, exactly. And it's going to yeah. be a long time before we get another Leicester, you know. Yeah. Certainly now it's a case of... Of, um, Manchin Zaha's ambition and I'm sure he'll say to, to the club in the summer well what signings are we bringing in here and what, what's the plans you know so uh, I mean in fairness to Hudson he, he's done alright since he came in there he's, he, he did turn them around a little bit you know but the money will talk I think at the end of the season if Zaha or Palace get the right offer well I think he'll definitely see him getting a move somewhere you know I actually do respect Zaha as well because I know he's been offered a big bumper contract by Palace and he's taken that money and all that but it could have easily just said no I don't want to sign anything I want this out of here but he stuck with the club who you know kept fighting him when he was released from United you oh, know, yeah, I think definitely, yeah. a lot of people thought oh, yeah, that's another young career just gone out the window yeah. he'll never be a great player but he's proven a lot of people wrong I think now and he's stuck with the club who you know brought him in and gave him a chance in the Premier League now well so. there's a lot of talk of all these uh, younger players now looking to go and play in Europe as opposed to Germany, being Germany and all that, you so. know Jordan Sancho being one Jaden Sancho uh, Jaden Sancho right? and uh, <laughs> Jordan there you go yeah and they have Hudson a die there wanting to Reese Nelson as well. there's, a, there's a few of them there looking looking moves away as well so you know the English players now that there's, there's so many foreign players that are coming into the English game is it going to be a case of the English players shipping out and, and moving to play abroad you know so it'll be interesting times 
Bournemouth and City is next, and you know we predicted a lot higher scoring game. I think in this one, but mm. it was such a dominant performance by Man City overall. Yeah, right City now. again, another important three points. You know, okay, it doesn't matter how you get the, how you get the win. I mean, you grind out the results. Well, you know, I don't know. even think it was a grind out. Bournemouth had no shots the, on goal I, yeah. at all. But you know, look look at the Chelsea game. It was nearly 80-20% possession as well. Yeah, and and, and Bournemouth still scored four. It doesn't matter how many players that the opposition puts behind the ball. You still have to score the, yeah. the, the goal. You know which what they I mean? did. Which, and which, Ria Mara has got the goal as well. Who yeah. We talked a bit about yeah, on the show. We did, yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago on God or Call, we gave him the, the card. But <laughs> yeah. I, I said it that, you know he's the kind of player that he can bring off the bench you know he can have that impact and it is something well, again, that I think that's, every that's team what we just said have, like, that's how so. we said a few minutes ago there depth, depth in the squad you know what I mean he came in there got the goal a very very, very important, important three considering, points could, considering uh, Liverpool dropped there well that's it that, that could be the, the, the win that actually gets them the title you know yeah, so, potentially uh, so you think we'll be seeing Riyad Mahrez out with the old uh, card section soon? Well, moving up. We'll, we'll see what at, happens in these last. Well, you see, he could be he could be back on the bench again for another six yeah. or seven games, and it's mm-hmm. only you know if, if a player gets injured, you need to bring in Riyad Mahrez. It's going to be a case of okay, well, have we got a like for like substitution? Which mm-hmm. City tend to have, and in, in, in most of the positions they have on the pitch, they nearly two good players uh, for every position. Which if, if you're going to win the title, it's very very important, I think. Yeah. Move on to Man United and Southampton now. Probably the best thing we could probably do in this game is try and rank the goals yeah. as best as we can because there are some real screamers oh, scored in this game. The goals. Kev, who did you think uh, had the best goal of the game? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think myself, I'm going to go for Andreas Pereira. Andreas Pereira for his... I think that was that was a phenomenal goal. Pure finesse out of him, really. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go against the grain and I'm actually going to go with Jan Valery mm-hmm. on this one. Just, I think, mainly because he scored that kind of goal on David De Gea. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, um, that's a very good point. He points. hit it with a lot of power uh, James Ward-Prowse with a lovely free kick as well yeah, smashing goal that was yeah. who Gareth Southgate has been looking at to maybe bring him back into the England set up now as well and you know I think he might be warranting this because I think since Hassan Hill has came in you know, Southampton have turned the corner. I know you don't like to admit that yourself, Robbie. Well, I don't. You're maybe one of Hassan Hill's bigger critics. I critics think, arguably so. Yeah. I, I think well, Southampton have shown a, a bit more fight now, and they look a little bit better in the uh, offense section well, now. They, I have they, to say, because they looked light beforehand. They did. I'll admit that. Well, come here. They, they, the, the shape of the team, I think, is better. Under, under Mark, he was there. I just think nothing was happening for for uh, Southampton at all. He has them playing well, but again. My my fear is with, with European coaches coming into the Premiership, you have to hit the ground running. It's like the like the European players coming in. Mm-hmm. You don't get any time in the Premiership whatsoever. You know what I mean? Now I know, even last night there on the telly they were talking about Jaden Sancho when he the first six months he was at Dortmund he wasn't playing great and it wasn't going well. Then but they, they still got the same. Yeah. But he'd never get that kind of time at you know a city or. Well, a you, look at, you look at Jorginho started well, the season very well and, and then and now, and a few yeah. games you play a few bad games and you're. But that's the Premiership. It doesn't take any prisoners. No, be it a manager really or be it a player, you know. And that's the level of consistency you have to get to. Well, I mean, when Leicester managers lose six games on the spin, they get sacked. So, in reality, Brendan Rodgers only has five games to say to save his job now. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> but look, uh, we'll, we'll keep on track with Man United and Southampton now. We'll move on to Leicester in a minute. But mm-hmm. Lukaku scored twice again now. And that's four goals in two games for him now. And he's kind of the last piece of the puzzle, I think, that Solskjaer... Got Pogba playing well, got Rashford and Martial. Mm-hmm. And now he's starting to score goals with Lukaku. So now admittedly, not against the greatest of opponents. Yeah, yeah. But 
But he's yeah. look he's looking a little bit sharp at Lukaku in mm. recent weeks, you know what I mean? You, you, you know, in, in the Mourinho area, he wasn't playing at all. He didn't look interested. He was wandering around the pitch. Didn't want to get involved in the game, really, in some of the matches I've seen him, and I thought he was absolutely woeful, you know. But now he seems to be, uh, you know, get the ball to me and all this kind of thing, which which can only bode well for him. And if, if you know, he's getting his couple of goals now as well. And at this stage of the season, you know, it's, it's crucial that you have someone getting, you know, the goals... Well, well, no matter what, uh, the strikers will always, uh, you're always going to depend on the strikers. I know teams say, oh, well, it's nice to see players uh, scoring from, coming in from midfield and scoring goals and all. But ultimately, it's your strikers, your Harry Kane's and your Lukaku's and all is going to get you the, the, the points on the board, you know. Especially with that, uh, the race for fourth as well. Yeah, That's yeah. going to be a, yeah. a key factor. Well, you'll argue that every team in the top four race now has arguably world-class striker in their midst now. So Mm -hmm. really there shouldn't be any excuse, I think, in terms of goal scoring options well I, well the only of the only one of the of the dirt I'd say who, who are, are, wouldn't have the, the same type of reputation you could say Chelsea, Chelsea but yeah, yeah I, 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 I still think I still, even though Higuain has come in and even Giroud was chipped in with a couple of goals well, I, really I, Giroud, I, I, I still think Chelsea need a 20 goal a season man you know Diego Costa was probably the last fella that got stuck in and, and you know was a hand Morata was brought in Morata came in and well, done. but um, you know if, if you're asking there and you're looking at Spurs you're, they, you know they've Harry Kane you have Arsenal with Aubameyang at the, uh, getting 19-20 goals you have um, uh, Lukaku you have Rashford there you know and, and out of the top you know apart from City Liverpool the top 3-4 there you have uh, I think Chelsea would be the one with the, the, the weakest striking option but look I think ultimately at the end of the day I think all of those players are class as world class strikers in some I know Higuain's only come into the oh, Premier yeah, League yeah, yeah. you know he's only scored against Huddersfield and Fulham so far yeah. you know there's still time left to, to see what happens anyway you know he scored a lot of goals under Sarri and under Napoli and Juve well, as well well so. time will tell but as I said earlier on you don't get the time in the Premiership you, you, you know you've really really got to hit the ground running in the Premiership yeah uh, we'll take a look at West Ham Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah, Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, this will be your uh, area of expertise. I think we all, yeah. I watched this game on the telly yeah, myself. Yeah, and yeah. Interesting battle uh, between two young English centre mids. I know it hurts saying that about Declan <laughs> Rice, but that's it is what it is. But yeah. I think Declan Rice definitely came out on top in that battle anyway. It was a nice uh, header he scored as well. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Yeah, it's always good to see him scoring as well because he, he is passionate about the club and... He, he does want to be in there getting stuck in with the lads and I think he he, he well deserved the goal big was, big question now yeah. is though been talks of uh, Pep Guardiola looking at him now will uh, West Ham be able to stave off the interest from that uh, I think when Pep comes calling it's a bit hard to say no yeah that's the thing but um, do, do you reckon if Pep got him would he be like first team every single week um, currently no. no I think he's probably seen as a long term replacement to Fernandinho yeah. who you know he's 34 now and he had a couple of injuries here and there that's kind of left him out of the team mm-hmm. it's definitely hurt Man City a lot when he has been out so he could be that replacement to come in I mean it's really the worst of things for him to you know be maybe a, a rotational option for a year, learning under Fernandinho and then taking his place when it's finally time for Fernandinho mm. to finish up. You know? Yeah, there is that. But there's also a lot of talk about him potentially being a future captain for West Ham. And yeah. if he wants yeah. to kind of be the main man at West Ham, essentially, 
Whereas, he, like, realistically, he probably wouldn't be the main yeah. man at City. Well, yeah. so it's going to be some well, sort look, of like. If, if he's only getting a game at City every second or third week, that that will affect his England chances as well because well, you have yeah. to be playing. Well, here's you the know, t- here's the thing. There's though. no point. It's easier to be the captain of West Ham or not even the captain of West Ham and playing ball every week then sitting yeah. on the bench at Man City and then when the England call-ups come around hang on a minute why are you picking I don't know I think, I think Gareth Southgate in well when that's how, I think England in recent years they've kind of discarded some of the lower teams like maybe your West Ham's Leicester's Watford's as potential England players and they've always kind of gone for top Sixes, top sevens. Yeah, but Gareth, I think in most. Yeah. Gareth Southgate's maybe done it a little bit different now, when he's maybe not. He, yeah, he has so done, much looking at prestigious he clubs. Has, he but. has done it different, but he's looking at players who are playing ball every week, and I think that's the that's the vital factor. Mm, so yeah. in the case of Declan Rice, oh yeah, okay, we're all a bit peeved with that. He, uh, well, here, that's that's actually but, what I'm going to say what, now. Yeah, we, yes. we question Declan Rice's loyalty now because well, if he's look, able to he, <laughs> walk okay. away from a country, you know, who's to say he's not going to walk away from mm. West Ham as well? You well, know. Well, okay. He gets the big, he gets the big money move to City, and then he's not playing every week, and then Southgate all of a sudden has a problem because he can't, you know, someone will turn around and say, well, hold on a minute, he's not getting a game at Man City. Why are you picking him for England? You know, I I so, think though Declan Rice has a lot of um, strength in his mentality as well. I mean, he was released at a very young age by Chelsea, you know, and for, I think it was at fourteen. He wasn't at that age for a kid as well. It could be absolutely detrimental. It can ruin careers, but he bounced mm-hmm. back amazingly and went to West Ham and he's after getting in their first team at a very young age and is being like we're talking about I'm going to Man City now at the moment too you know current champions could be champions now this season as well so well look I'm sure Man City will be linked with everybody before the summer is well, also I mean, the as well yeah of course words, yeah but. yeah so uh, time will tell where, but, but certainly for Declan Rice at the moment it's all going well I know we had a he chipped in with a goal there at the weekend and uh, another good, very good performance from him. So I, I do reckon he'd be in the next England squad and anyway for for um, the up and coming games at the yeah. Europe, Euro, was it the European Championships qualifiers coming up shortly. I think well, it, well I they think have the, the yeah, they have the Euro nations, they have nations the, yeah yeah but, playing um, as well. I, I certainly think um, his last couple of performances as well better than a. A call up, you know, for England. Yeah. Oh, it still stinks. It really does. <laughs> yeah. I know. What can you do, though? Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's up. Well, it's up to Mick McCarthy or Mick McCarthy's backroom staff to go out and find another eleven Declan Royces. Then, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what enough. you do. That's what you do. <laughs> Give me ten pieces of wood and one Declan Royce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kev, I also want to bring this up with you. Yeah. Because I only copped it there while I was doing the running order for this show, and it's mm-hmm. Felipe Anderson. Yep. He hasn't scored in 10 games now and he's only one assist in that time as well. Yeah. So I maybe can reconsider my God or God option on him because I think we were very unanimous and quick to give him the God option on that now. So. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I still think he's, he's in the God category, to be honest with you. I, I quite like him. I think he hasn't had an assist or a goal for a while, but I think he has been putting in the, the hard graft on the pitch. Like He's been tracking back. He's been doing a lot of passes. Obviously with Lanzini back and that kind of thing now. Um, he, he's another option going forward, and he has looked very good the last couple of games. He's been, he's been on. He's, he's looking tricky. He's looking like he actually wants to to get in, get stuck in, and even he's had a couple of shots as well. He had one against Newcastle there that well it wasn't the best shot in the world, but you know it was at least he's in, great. It's in the right least, kind of yeah. vein, you know. But I don't know. I, I, I st- I'm, st- I'm still backing Felipe. I'm keeping my eye out on that. He's on my you know watch list at the moment mm-hmm. now. I'm watching every mistake he does, <laughs> anything bad. It's going down. I'm re I'm reconsidering that uh, God uh, God selection on my part now. I have to say, 
Uh, we'll move away from West Ham and Newcastle. We'll go on to Fulham and Chelsea. This was a very tough game for Chelsea. Fulham really came at them and under new leadership uh, with Scott Parker. I think Chelsea maybe looked a little bit tired in this. You know, this is the third game they've played in seven days. Played 120 minutes against City. A very tough game against Spurs. They came out on top. Nice goals from Higuain and uh, Jorginho. So, you know, had his critics this season. Yeah. So I think I think on the day Chelsea just about done enough. But again, Kepa made a very, uh, uh, very yeah, few decent Kepa saves as well. Good. He and, came back into the squad came after back the whole after, nasty oh, business. Yes, yes, after all the uh, after all the business that went on in, at Wembley and all that. So uh, he probably repaid the team a little bit um, with some of the saves that he made um, last week. Again, yeah, some some of the Chelsea players did look a bit tired. Now I know he took Hazard off after he took Jorginho off Georgini, as well. Yeah, very surprising yeah. to see that. So. Um, well, you know, as you said, as the season is wearing on, players get a little bit tired and maybe you have to freshen up things a little bit, you know. So, uh, no, they, you know, Fulham and you know Fulham had a goal disallowed for offside the last... The, the uh, it was offside. Right, right, yeah, well, fairness. it was offside in fairness and I don't think anybody would argue that, that it wasn't. I think Chelsea kind of ran out of gas after about 65 minutes. Yeah, they did think, well to hold on. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he, he has the players there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Hudson Adai, he, he brought on uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek as well. I don't know why he doesn't give these uh, fellas uh, a go from the start and, 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 and bring them yeah. on. Well, it's always if, been yeah, Sarri's if, problem not rotating his team around. Well, you know, um, I know Ting was out injured there. Uh, Loftus-Cheek was injured there recently as well. And uh, I, I think think he should be starting with him and maybe leaving um, Hazard you know Hazard on the bench I think for one or two games when it comes to the big games when, when it's you know, really when, going when to it comes, you know, yeah. then, then it's, it's going to bite him in the air so I think to be well, honest like, I, I still think you know and Hudson Adoy is there as well you know he's, he's not getting a, a look in at all you know so um, I think there's one or two now I know they have a lot of games as you, as you rightly said three games in a week and extra time and all the whole lot of course there'd be a few of them there would have been uh, but the likes of uh, ha- uh, not Hazard William and Pedro there I, I think Pedro was only on the uh, no Pedro, Pedro was on the bench yeah. Pedro was on the bench there as well you know so uh, again he's probably trying to juggle everything around and they've probably got one eye on this Europa League because uh, if they don't get the forward spot if they don't get the forward spot well then that would be uh Chelsea's only way of getting a Champions League uh, place for next season so they're probably giving that uh, a little bit more priority than you know, okay that they're in the running for fourth now after mm. the results last weekend but um, I certainly say they have uh, one eye on that Europa Cup yeah I think so as well do you think um, with Fulham now do you think we have a potential Darren Moore situation Darren Moore at West, uh, West Brom they went down they appointed him as their uh, caretaker manager I uh, got them a few results. Wasn't ever going to keep them in the Premier League, but got them a few results, and they look like they're on the verge of coming back up during the Championship playoff spots now at the moment and playing good football. Do you think Scotty Parker has the potential to do that under Fulham now at the moment, or do you think it's too messy of a club to? Um, well, I, I think Fulham ha- they have potential. Like they, they did spend a lot of money in the summer and brought in a few decent players, so. I think, think they'll all go though that's the only thing that's, well maybe they will maybe you look they at won't, Stoke and Shaqiri jump ship immediately yeah. and but listen if, if if they manage to hang on to a few players I think they can do pretty well, well once in, it's not that back line yeah dodgy back line but it's so bad I mean like going forward they've got a couple of decent lads like they've got Mitrovic do you Bab- think he'll want to stay though um, in reality though I know he did championship football with Fulham yeah but well it depends if, if the right offer comes in he'll probably head off They've got him. They got Babylon now as well. He he's been looking looking good, but his 
purple hair yeah. red hair yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. Still, you probably still think she's at Liverpool uh, <laughs> probably does, uh. but anyway no, but me personally I think uh, I think it's uh, too late for Fulham I really do you know they, they uh the, the the squad okay that we all said they've got decent players but I just think it's too late, too late for Scott Parker to come yeah. in there and yeah. and implement his his blueprint. On do you think they'll wants, need to know? do what Huddersfield are currently doing and prepare themselves for life in the Championship um, next season? Try and so. yeah, tie down yeah. a few contracts maybe I think and just ensure their players don't leave the club because if they if they are going to be leaving they're going to be leaving on the cheap. Well I think. look at come here you know you've you've Sessegnon there as well that I'm sure. Given the uh, the the invasion of of uh, German clubs coming into England looking for the players, you know, Sessegnon could be on, even on the move abroad come the end of the season, and you know, if if uh, Borussia Dortmund or if Bayern offered offered a, uh, twenty or thirty million for him, even I'm sure that'd be money that Fulham couldn't turn down. Yeah, definitely. We'll go on to Wolves and Cardiff now very quickly here. Wolves won two 0 anyway. Diego Yota with a lovely goal. Uh, it was fantastic uh, yeah. teamwork, uh, yeah, was. and I think it really shows you how dangerous Wolves can be and what they're going to be like in the future. Because I really think they're going to be uh, maybe a challenger. I really think in the future with some of the players they've gotten the uh, connections and the money that they well, have. I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, look, come here. My old team, Cardiff, didn't uh, come up to scratch. I thought Cardiff could have got something out of the game, but uh, again. Credit credit to Wolves, you know they did score a, uh, two two nice goals, you know, and uh, I I still reckon that uh, Cardiff hopefully will will hang on in there anyway, you know. Well, but, uh, I I hate to break this yeah. to you, but I uh, I ran a Twitter poll anyway during yeah. the weekend and asked what uh, teams will go down this is. I think I Cardiff, Southampton, uh, Brighton, and Burnley. Uh, okay. 15 people voted on it, and all 15 <laughs> of them voted for Cardiff to go down. Oh, so well. I definitely think you're. Uh, well, well, time will tell. Well, come here. I mean, like we just said, there. There's always one team gets a couple of results that just does enough to take them out of the relegation. You know, we were saying it there. Um, oh, uh, it wasn't it wasn't West Brom, obviously, but someone done it there a couple of years ago and it got them out of the relegation last knock And there's always one little miracle. So I'm hoping that it'll be Cardiff's turn. You know. So we have two games left now anyway. So we've Watford and Leicester and Brighton and Huddersfield. We'll go with Brighton and Huddersfield because I think there's not as much to talk about in this one. Brighton got their 1-0 win. Maybe saves them, I think, Yeah. in the long run. But because it, it was a big three points for them. I mean, I know they're playing Huddersfield. They're just dead last. Yeah. They're not, they don't really have a lot to play for. So Pride are more than anything now at yeah, this stage. Can't imagine it. Are, are they even really trying all that hard now I don't maybe, I wouldn't, maybe wouldn't question the effort on their part but just the quality just isn't there unfortunately for them yeah, yeah yeah I, I think their manager Wagner David Wagner is that his name he's gone now yeah I think he was a big loss I think when he yeah. went things went a little bit uh, astray there for them because uh, they were doing alright under him and you know the, the, the players seemed to want to play and he had there was a good spirit in the camp and all that But but I think since he went the the club have gone downhill very very quickly and and, well, and I think they were going downhill regardless to be honest I just don't think that the funds and the yeah, you know, know players but, are made but, available but the, but the for the performances them to stay up. the performances on under Wagner and then the performances under the the new lad there I just think that you know completely chalk and cheese yeah. and I think that was the main point for me I think if we talk when do you think Huddersfield were it was, it was when David Wagner went I think. Mm. Uh, we'll go on to the very last game that was Watford and Leicester here. You know, Leicester started off very poorly and they conceded very early on because of this game. 
you know, they came back into it quite well. And that was Brendan Rodgers' first game, so they were probably eager to impress. Yuri Tailsman made a lovely pass into Jamie Vardy. Uh, for his goal and I know Vardy went off injured very shortly after that but I think right now Leicester are safe Watford are maybe looking for a seventh spot I think they might be able to get a Europa League position I think the way the league is going you yeah know, if, I, well I think Watford would be very happy with a Europa League position if the said, way the if FA Cups are going I think there, there, there will be a Europa position open yeah, for seventh yeah. place so I mean it's between Watford and Wolves now at the minute maybe West Ham had a push I don't yeah, think they're yeah, I don't they're gonna win that seventh position yeah, now, to myself. Sure but that now, but I hope so. <laughs> I can't. I can't see it happening. To be honest, but I think. I think. I think. Um. I think Leicester will be a bit disappointed after getting back into the game. As I say they went down to the early goal and the late and then, goal as well. And really then getting back into it, and uh, you know, one or two half chances, well, smashing goal by Vardy as well. But uh, I think then losing uh, the way they did there with the injury time goal, you know it. I think they'll be disappointed. I think Brendan Rodgers, okay, he's only his first game in charge and he, it's going to take him a couple of weeks to get things up and running. I think overall, I think Leicester be, you know, they'll definitely see that as a points loss because I thought they would have got something out of that game. I think we'll go with a God or Cod now, lads. So, yeah. This fan of Ronaldo is a Cod. Oh, my God! It was a disgrace to football. It was a disgrace. It was a disgrace. My God. Okay, so uh, our section of God or Cod is on for this week. We didn't do it uh, last week because Kev, you weren't here. We'd like to have a third person on to discuss it. So our first player on God or Cod this week is Jordan Shakiri off of Liverpool. We talked a little bit about him earlier on. So Kev, what do you think? I I, I really like Jordan Shakiri. I know he, he looks like a, a cube going around, but um, I do <laughs> the, quite the like him. boiler, man. <laughs> I, I quite like him. I think he's, he's quite a creative player. Uh, he's, he's had good impact when he's came on as a sub for Liverpool this season so it was a bit of a shame he didn't come on at the weekend there but I'm not the manager but yeah I, I, I quite like him I think he'd be in the God category for yeah me. I'd probably give him the God category myself but yeah. just the one thing I want to maybe highlight is that you know we say Riyad Mahrez you know just because he's coming off the bench and you know Riyad Mahrez made an impact at the weekend and he all is, that yeah. so Maybe just because he costs five times as much as Jordan Shakiri, we don't give him that category you know well, there's not that like that expectation on on him though is there? Yeah, I suppose I mean, coming like, from Stoke to Liverpool, with, with the price tag that Mares yes, commanded yeah. versus Shakiri's one. I mean, you know yourself if you buy a car for like seventy grand <laughs> and you buy like yeah. a Fiat Punto two thousand and one, you know, you're not the Fiat really, Punto uh, is uh, outpacing yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's a Sh- Shakiri's Shakiri, well, come here. You have to look at it on the basis of what he's done when he's come on the pitch. He got two goals against Man United, you know, mm-hmm. and when he's come on, he's made an impact in the games. So I, I think on, on that basis, you should give him the, the old card uh, one. Uh, you give thing. him the card? Uh, no, it's, did I say so card? So you said sorry, card, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I beg your pardon, I beg your pardon. I'll give, sure. him, the, I'll give him the God badge because of the impact he's made when he's come on the pitch. And, and he was a re- you know, Liverpool didn't spend extravagant amount of money for him either. So uh, I think in that regard, we'll have to give him the God. So you know, unanimous card... Unanimous <laughs> God. No, I said so unanimous God then all around yeah, from everyone. Yeah. I think okay. that's pretty mm-hmm. cut and dry. Right. Anyway, we'll move on to our next player, and that's Danny Ings off of Southampton. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think he's a good player, and I think uh, every club he's been with, maybe Barry Liverpool because he wasn't really given the chance. He's performed well, good at Burnley, and I think he's played well at Southampton. Injuries has kind of hit him very yeah, hard. I think. Yeah, Danny Danny Ings, he's, he's he's kind of one of them players that injures his blight his career a little bit, you know, and he never really gets going. As soon as he's up and scoring a few goals, bang, he's out for another Taking six off weeks. Off on a stretcher, then. You know, yeah, but. Uh, 
over the years, um, uh, it's a, it's a tough one, Daniel. But uh, I I'm gonna say uh, he's a cod. Fair enough. And you had to yeah, think about I did that. Have to I think, think we're all thinking about I, yeah, this. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Um. You know. Okay. He's come in and he's played. You know. Got a bad injury at Liverpool. That's all right. Fair enough. Came into Southampton and I think he actually got a couple of goals when he's when he went when, to yeah, Southampton. Yeah. At the start of the season. At the start yeah, of the yeah. season, he, he he got a couple of goals and the, the confidence seemed to be back up and everybody went. Oh, hang on a minute. Did Liverpool make a mistake selling this yeah. fella here? You know. But again, he's dropped off as well. You know. So. Uh, I think he has to come into the card category for me, you know. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with Rob there. I mean, like, he, there is a, a decent player in him, but it, we just don't see it often enough. I know he's, he's he's been kind of plagued by injuries more or less. Yeah. Like he's, he's obviously not very well liked by Karma, but uh, yeah, I I I give him the card. I think it all hurts us a little bit saying that about him because yeah. I think we all think he's a nice lad and good well, we player and all. Well, okay, <laughs> we yeah. want to see him do we well. Want to see him just, well but it's we want... unfortunately not happening. Well, I think it, it hurts to say it, but yeah, he, he is a cod at the moment. I'd mm. like to see him become a god and yeah. he, he was showing signs, but it's just not going to happen for him, I think. And it, it does hurt to say that because he's a good player and he's a nice lad. So. <laughs> Uh, I think I just need to move away from Danny Ings at the moment or I'm going to get upset. <laughs> He's a good player, not a great player. <laughs> uh, we'll go with James Madison off of Leicester. This is a tricky one, I think, as well, because at the start of the season, for the really fantastic he started out so well mm. he really looked the business I think he's kind of slowed down a little bit now I think with under Claude Puel and the losing streak they went under didn't help the situation at all but I think we have seen a young English player come into the Premier League in his first season and I think he's really shown that he's capable enough for the league at a young age and I think there will only be improvements out of him didn't cost a lot of money either, you know, in today's market. So mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go with a god on this one myself because I think, you know, I think he has improved Leicester since he has come in. Yeah, I think, I think I, he's I been definitely, a good point I, for Leicester. I definitely think, though, there, you know, there could be failed potential there. Yeah, him, but yeah. I, I think he probably has the talent, I think, to overcome that and really become a a driving force in the Premier League especially for Leicester I think in the next yeah, few years yeah. so. well again you see he, he's one of these players who's actually playing every week and that's and that's the important thing as well and I suppose again if you're playing every week you, you know you will, if, and if your performances and your performance level is consistent you know there's going to be other clubs obviously looking at him and you know again come the summer will you know will someone put him in, you know a foreign club again as we said English talent moving abroad mm. You know, if he, if he's uh, shown a, a level of consistency that that's good enough, will will somebody come uh, looking for him? You know, and I I think I'll put him in the god category as well. You know, still has a bit to prove as well on the other on the other side of the coin as well. But no, I'll I'll give him the god and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think because of his potential and, and what he possibly has to offer, I'll go with the god on this one. Fair enough, Kevin. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna go against the grain here. Oh. I'm gonna say he's a bit of a card. Um. Not that he's not a, a decent player or anything like that. Not that he has no talent. Like he, he, he has talent. He has potential. But have we seen enough of it yet to actually justify saying that he's a god? Because he, he could end up like dropping off completely and being like one a, hit wonder. Exactly. Yeah. Even just half a season. Like he, he's got like five goals, five assists out of. It's not bad for his age. It's, I it's mean, it's decent enough. Yeah, but like it was that was, that was mostly in the first half of the season though. Yeah, but fair enough. Like second half of the season, I know like Leicester as a whole squad haven't really been doing the business lately yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sceptical like, he's got potential but I, I think I'll wait and see before giving him the guard I definitely think I'll have a look maybe at the stats comparison between the likes of maybe him 
David Brooks, there's a few other Harry Winks, Harry yeah, Winks yeah, maybe yeah, some of yeah. the other kind of young twenty yeah. to twenty two year Rice. old players. Yeah, Declan Rice himself yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll have a look maybe pretty at the stats on that myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, fair enough. You're going against the grain on this there. So a little bit of a disagreement here on this one. So I think before we start baiting the shit yeah, we should or we'll um, <laughs> move on to our last player for God or Call, and that's Ben Foster off of Watford. Now the very first thing I want to say is that uh, I didn't realise Ben Foster was a new sign in this season. Just because he's been in the Premier League for so long that I didn't realise it. That, but yeah, no, he moved from West Brom to Watford when yeah, West Brom were relegated. He's, he's, he's one of them keepers who's been around. You don't realise actually how, how long he's you been just, around. You just think he's there, you know. He's a permanent uh, fixer every week. But, um, you just don't question him being in the Premier League, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's he's been at a couple of clubs as well in, in the Premiership, uh, I think. I think was, majority was it, West Brom now, John, to be honest. Uh, was he, am I getting mixed up now? Was he at Southampton? No. Was it Stoke? Stoke, was it? No, I don't uh, think he was. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was a Stoke. Was he at yeah, Stoke? He was yeah. at Stoke. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, not um, if you if you want me straight up opinion, I'd actually put him in the God category. Yeah, I'm gonna do I, it. I'm I gonna think do the so same because um, you know, he's he's one of them keepers that just gets on with the job every week, and you know, yeah, he's, he's, he's like there's nothing particularly flashy or great about him. No, but like I just think he does the business. You know, he just mm. does his job very well. well that's you it. Know? Does exactly what it says on the tin. You know. Yeah. Kev, what do you think? Yeah, I, I I quite like Ben Foster. I've always quite liked him. I think he's a, he's a he's a fairly solid keeper. Like he hasn't really been at any amazing teams. I think he was at United for a while, but he was I think he was there for five years. And he got I think he probably has a young flip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well he's he's thirty five now. Like he's not. Is he he's, that old? He's now spring chicken. Like he's like well, I would have pick, picked him at maybe thirty two or something yeah, like that. Thirty five. Nineteen eighty three. Well, look, keepers can go for a very long time as that's, we know. That's like true, yeah. like yeah. Schmeichel and Van der Sar and mm-hmm. all so. You know, maybe we'll see. Well, Van der Sar moved to United at a very late age as well and yeah, did, really yeah. flourished there. So, who knows? We might see something like that happen for Ben Foster. I would like to see but, it now myself. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose, again, you're looking for the level of consistency of players and we keep coming back to that uh, topic, you know. So, uh, I, I, I think for any of the clubs he's been at, he's been fairly decent and, you know, mm. he's, he's, he's been good enough for... for uh, to, uh, uh, teams there and he's always had to go that too so that's why I'm giving him the, the god badge this week I wonder how many how many teams has, has he like, been at that have been relegated though um, well he wasn't relegated under Stoke he yeah. was rele- relegated under West Brom mm, there's a lot of problems at West Brom that year when they were relegated so I wouldn't really peg it down on himself so I, I think there is a very good goalkeeper in there you yeah. know so yeah, yeah. I I put I put him in the goal category myself now this season. I think I don't yeah. know what how much he was signed for, but I reckon it was on the cheap. But West Brom have gone down, yeah. so yeah, I I put it in the goal uh, category myself. Yeah, like, no, I mean Watford are challenging for seventh at the moment. They could be in European football this year. Yeah, yeah. and they're still so. in the FA Cup at the moment as well. Yeah, so they're, so they're having a half decent season by yeah. by their own standards, you know. They are yeah, in the no. no god there. Okay, so the god was very. Uh, very unanimous on that one that was our final yeah. one we'll have another next week probably for that mm-hmm. we'll just take a very quick break now and uh, we'll go on to our weekend fixtures all right so that's our break uh, over and done with for the time being so lads we'll go with our weekend fixtures now we won't uh, go into too much detail on them anyway we'll go with palatin brighton's our first game on uh, saturday I'm going with a 1-0 win to Crystal Palace myself. Kev, what do you think for this one? Uh, for that one, I reckon it's a 2-1 Palace. I reckon Brighton might get might catch one, but I still think Palace will, will, will do the business. 
Roberto, what yeah. do you think? Uh, for me, it's a uh, 2-0 to Palace. 2-0 to Palace. Cardiff from West Ham. Kev, this is your team, so I'll it's let me. you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cross the fingers and say the 2-0 win is going to do something similar to last week. Fair enough. I've gone with a 2-1 win to West Ham myself. Um, for me, my old team, uh, Cardiff, I think they might get something out of the game. I'm actually going to go with a 1-1 one, one draw. Fair enough. I think, I, think, I think they'll nick a goal. I think they've got a chance of nicking a goal, so I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for our next game that's Huddersfield and Bournemouth that's a 2-1 win to Bournemouth I just think they maybe have a bit too much room, but I think Bournemouth's back line can be a little bit leaky sometimes but I just can't see Huddersfield getting a result out of them myself so yeah yeah, I'd have to agree with that I'm, I'm going for 2-0 to Bournemouth I think they'll just have too much of them on the day and Huddersfield aren't dangerous enough to Rob, what do you uh, me, think? I'm going to go uh, Huddersfield Bournemouth bit of a strange game this one. I'll tell you I'm going to go with the draw on this because although everybody you know they're, they're, everyone's saying they're a bit of a cannon fodder team at the moment I think they've got a chance of nicking a goal and you know when Bournemouth you know the style of Bournemouth the last couple of weeks uh, they're playing a four-four-two strictly and if they come out they might be a little bit vulnerable at the back that's why I think Huddersfield would nick a goal so one one draw for me one one draw for you Leicester and Fulham is our next game Kev what have you gone with going for a 2-1 Leicester 2-1 yeah, Leicester standard. win I've gone with a 3-1 win so very similar enough I think okay, yeah. I think yeah, you I think, probably I think I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go with Leicester there to beat Fulham um, we're, I not, think we're not really feeling Scott we're Parker not, we're not feeling <laughs> the Scotty Parker love at the moment no um, I'm going to go 2-0 to uh, Leicester okay fair enough uh, Newcastle and Everton's our next game we've kind of all gone for different things here mm. I've gone with a one-all draw myself now I think just mm, Everton haven't looked great maybe Newcastle are on the up at the moment so what do you as lads think um, I think for me I just think on this one home advantage might be uh, the one that does it for me I think they'll just about nick at Newcastle I'm going to go 2-1 to Newcastle Kev what do you think? Uh, I reckon Everton might do them 1-0 that's hard to play in Newcastle but I, I still reckon Everton will fair will enough, fair enough. these are both very polite there yes. yeah we know next week uh, Southampton versus Spurs is our next one then so I think we all think that Southampton will score a goal, but I think ultimately Spurs will win it. I've gone with 2-1. I think yeah, you've done the same, I Kev. Have indeed, yeah. yeah I, I, I think Spurs will be just a little bit too good for uh, Southampton on the day. I'm actually going to go 3-1 to Spurs. You're a bit more comprehensive than yeah. us. City and Watford's the next one down, and same kind of situation. We've all gone with City wins here from what I can see. I've gone with 2-1 to City. I think Watford will nick a goal myself, to be honest. Yeah, um, for me it'll be uh, I'm gonna go two 0 to Man City. Um, I think they'll have too much for uh, against Watford. You know, two two 0 I think for me. Yeah, I, I reckon three 0 I think City are just they're just dominant at the moment. So Fair I think City just keeping on. Pool and Burnley's our next game. There, I've gone with three one. I think yeah. it's you know Burnley can set themselves up well at the back, but I just think Liverpool have a bit too much for yeah. them to be honest. Hard to call Liverpool at the moment. Uh, they're front three not performing. I think this is the game where they want to be playing, where yeah. they can bounce back. Yeah, well, this is this is this is the game they have to win. It's as simple as that. Mm. You know, if if they if they draw this game or God forbid if they lose this game, well then they've handed the advantage and uh, straight away uh, to City. You know, yeah. this this would be a, a, a test now for Liverpool, I think, and you know. I think they have I think they have enough just about to do it. I'm gonna go. Uh, it'll be two one Liverpool for me. Fair yes. enough. So we're getting to the tail end of things now. Rob, what do you think for Chelsea and Wolves? I think it's gonna be an interesting game. I really, really do. Wolves as uh, Wolves home form has been great this season, and um, maybe on the road they're not as good. But I always think that Wolves always have an old goal in them, and I think the home advantage in this one will, will prove Chelsea's best uh, thing here. So I'm gonna go two one to uh, Chelsea. 
Two one Chelsea. Kev, what do you think? Oh, I'm gonna go against the grain here. I'm gonna say Wolves might nick it one nil. You won the well. Raheem yeah. and has been in great form, so yeah. they're a good team. We've really always hyped up that team as mm. well. So I'm going to be biased, and I'm gonna go with a sneaky one nil win to Chelsea on this one myself. So uh, our last game then is arguably the big game of the weekend. It's Arsenal Man United, a big battle for the top four. So you know, I think we're. The two of us, Rob, we're probably about looking for draws here. Well, I think you know, you, I, I think yeah. Arsenal are going to win this one myself. I think they're going to win a two 0 So okay, I I can't really separate these two to be honest with you. I know United have a few players out injured. Whether how many of them they get back come uh, Sunday afternoon would be interesting. You know, I can I can see you know I can see a goal in both of the teams. I'm I'm going to go for a draw on this. I think it's going to be a one one draw. Yeah, I'd have to agree, Rob. But I think it's going to go a similar way to the uh, the Liverpool United game. It's not going to be the most interesting match in the world. I think it's going to probably. Hopefully, there's not too many there. injuries in this one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you can, you know, you can afford any more. Yeah. All right, well, gentlemen, uh, lovely to have you on, and okay. uh, hope everyone uh, is listening to the show. Bit of a commemorative uh, podcast as well. We've uh, hit over 100 total plays on our episode, so we're quite happy about that, and we'll have be hitting 1,000 uh, one day. <laughs> That'll probably be goes. two seasons from now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, great show anyway, lads, and spread the word around to anyone listening. Uh, now it can be a bit tough listening to lads talk about football for 50 uh, minutes straight, yeah. but... Uh, we try and uh, mix things up anyway. So, lovely show. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next week. So, thanks very much. Take care.